0: From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and it's Wednesday, June the 1st, and this is what's coming up on this edition of Washington Watch. President Biden's Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, acknowledging that they missed the growing threat of inflation. Well, um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned,
2: there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy.
1: What else might they be wrong about? Also, the Biden administration rejecting proposals to harden schools as targets, saying only gun control will do.
2: I know there's been uh, conversation about hardening schools. That is not something that he believes in. He believes that we should be able to, to give uh, teachers the resources to be able to do the job uh, that they're meant to do at schools.
1: That was White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday. We'll talk with California Congressman Tom McClintock in just a moment. And what are American voters thinking about when it comes to issues like uh, parents determining what their children are taught in public school classrooms? What about the term woman? Should it be tied to someone's biological sex, or can anyone use the term? Should children have access to irreversible gender transition medications and surgeries? Those are among the questions FRC Action asked voters across the nation. And FRC Actions Vice President Brent Kylan is here a little later on Washington Watch to share the findings with you. Speaking of parents and education, more controversy in Loudoun County, Virginia. Among the books on the middle school library shelf is a book promoting prostitution. Now, the librarian has reportedly defended the book, saying those students who have checked it out are validated because some of those students are engaged in sex work in middle school where does this lunacy end we'll talk with frc's meg kilgannon a little later and i told you i had a special announcement for you today All right. now you're probably aware of this because you're probably in this number americans especially conservatives are turning away from the legacy media according to gallup Only 11% of Republicans trust the media. Now, we're witnessing one of the biggest shifts in news since the advent of cable. We're going to talk about that with uh, Epoch Times' Mark Tapscott a little bit later. And then the question is, where can conservative Christians go for trustworthy news? Well, as of today, they have more options. With the launch of the Washington Stand, FRC's Washington Stand, Jared Bridget's, Editor-in-chief of The Washington Stand joins me in studio to tell you about it a little bit later. The website is TonyPerkins.com. Lots of resources there for you. I encourage you to, uh, to check it out. By the way, this Friday I will be in Houston, Texas, for a Watchman on the Wall regional pastors briefing. I'll be there along with General Jerry Boykin. Uh, George Barna will be joining us. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick will be there. Pastor Steve Riggle will be hosting us. And Dr. Andrew Brunson along with many others, will be there. The briefing is from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. this Friday, June the 3rd. To find out more, you can go to watchmanpastors.org or simply go to tonyperkins.com and you can follow the links over. Our word for today, coming from our Stand on the Word Bible reading plan, is found in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, and it reads as follows. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of All the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. This is one of David's low points as he went back to Ziglag and the entire village, the whole city, had been carried away and burned. And his men, the 600 men that were with him, they were ready to stone him. What did David do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. When your world is shaken, go to the rock. To join us in our Bible reading plan, you can find out more by going to frc.org slash Bible. And finally, speaking of going to the rock tonight, join me for a special edition of Pray, Vote, Stand as we pray for the families of Texas and the nation. My guests will include Wiley Thompson, former assistant director of the FBI, Lynn Marine Combe, professor of family law at Regent University School of Law, and Daryl Scott, father of Rachel Scott, the Columbine student, who was murdered in the 1999 school massacre. Join us for that time of prayer tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, PrayVoteStand.org. Yesterday, President Biden met with the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, to discuss the inflation crisis, which the president said is his top priority. And he said his plan to fight inflation starts with the simple proposition, th- that is, respect the Fed's independence. Sounds like me he's passing the buck. Well, given how the president has put the blame on everyone and everything else except himself when a crisis pops up, and pop-up they have, I mean, it does look like the president's simply shifting the blame. Joining me now to talk about this and more is Congressman Tom McClintock, who serves on the House Judiciary Committee, National Resources Committee, and the Budget Committee. He represents the 4th Congressional District of California, Congressman. Welcome back to the program.
3: Thanks for having me back, Tony. Good to see you. I, I,
1: I saw your committee's la, uh, your comments rather last week in committee regarding the CBO, uh, and and you were you're were talking about the uh, the administration putting a spin on the economic numbers, and and you said. Look, you can't spend this because the American people see it every time they go to the gas pump, every time they stop in the grocery store. You can't hide what's happening.
3: Well, exactly right. And I think people see very clearly what has triggered the inflation. Joe Biden came into office and spent $3 trillion that we don't have. They printed the money in order to cover that $3 trillion. Now, what's the definition of inflation? Too many dollars chasing too few goods. Virtually the entire increase in the monetary supply during that period was to cover his $3 trillion of of reckless spending, uh, so that he could send out $1,400 checks to people. Well, it turns out all of that free money was very expensive, and you're paying it back every day. You go to the grocery store, the gas station, or any place else where you're trying to to, to make ends meet. Uh, uh, Wages are now going down relative to uh, inflation. Uh, um, And the estimates I've seen is that the Biden inflation is now costing an average family about $5,000 a year in purchasing power. Now, compare that to four years ago when we had uh, uh, about 1% inflation uh, and wages were growing at the fastest pace in 40 years.
1: So, Congressman, what you just laid out there, if I'm not mistaken, basic principles of economics, how is it? that the secretary, the Treasury secretary, Janet Yellen, says, I got it wrong. I mean, this is basic stuff. You put more money into the economy. You have fewer goods because of supply chain issues um, and other matters. This is the norm. I mean, this is the logical end to that.
3: Well, as Ben Domenech once said, perhaps it's time that we entertain the possibility that we are being governed by idiots. Now, uh, anyone in an entry-level economics class will be taught about inflation. Uh, It is always a monetary phenomenon. It is always too many dollars chasing too few goods. If you have a bumper crop of apples, uh, what's going to happen to the price of apples? It's going to drop. The value is going to drop because there's so many of them. Something is plentiful. It's it's, uh, 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 cheap. Um, Same thing is true of money. You flood the market with dollars. The value of the dollars is going to go down, and you're going to experience that as inflation. And that's exactly what's happening. This is not some mysterious you know, act of God that has struck down our country. These are specific acts of government that were deliberately undertaken by this administration. Uh, and now they're, they're, they're trying to, to shift the blame. But the blame is squarely with them.
1: So I, I want to go next to the president's comments yesterday before he met with the uh, a Federal Reserve uh, chairman, and he said, look, I respect the Fed's independence. Is this another effort? I mean, this is like the Putin's price increase. He's just saying now the the Fed's the one that's responsible for inflation, and I'm going to respect what they do. Is this another passing of the buck?
3: No, no, no. Whether you're printing money, borrowing money to cover a deficit, or taxing people, Those are the only three possible ways to pay for spending. You know, in the Clinton era uh, maxim, it's the spending stupid. Uh, You either either raise taxes, uh, and um, uh, that reduces the purchasing power of families in the present. Biden wants to do a lot more of that. What that also does is to suppress productivity, because business taxes are passed through to consumers as higher prices, to employees as lower wages, or to investors as lower earnings. So you're suppressing uh, uh, supply while uh, uh, you've you, you flooded the market with, with dollars. Again, that is inflationary. What are the two other ways you can finance spending? You can borrow from capital markets, but we've already done that to the max. Of uh, That reduces the capital that's available to finance construction or consumer spending or home or automobile purchases or business expansion, once again, uh, 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 suppressing supply. Um The only other way is to print money, and that's what they've been doing. Uh, uh, The the, the Federal Reserve has been issuing those open market orders to to inflate the currency, but they're doing that specifically because of $3 trillion of excess spending done by this administration. Just remember this. Whenever the government spends a dollar, it's already decided to tax, and it will come either from your current taxes – Future taxes through borrowing or through inflation. In this case, it's inflation.
1: So, Congressman, this is all being driven by the Biden administration, their policies. Of course, it's being backed up by a Democratic-controlled Congress. It, can we see some relief in the midterm election if we see the the, the, the the shift in power to where we then have a really Congress provides a check to the executive branch? Could that Uh, help straighten out some of this policy?
3: Absolutely. Congress controls the purse strings. And yet all of this is because of excessive spending. We have got to have a Congress that is willing to spend uh, uh, our tax revenues as carefully as families spend what they've got left after they've paid their taxes.
4: I want to
1: shift gears. We just got a couple, about a minute and a half left. Um, the Biden administration yesterday expressing its opposition to hardening schools in the wake of the shooting in Texas. It's like they don't want to talk about anything but gun control. What do you think about that? That's,
3: that's inexplicable to me. You walk into any bank, you'll see an armed guard. there. The purpose of that armed guard is to protect our money. And yet the left throws a conniption but when anybody suggests we ought to be just as serious, of, of uh, protecting our children. Uh, that's what an armed guard school is there to do. It is there to protect our children, and yet the left won't allow it. Uh, and, and then we, we have incident after incident after incident like this. You know, it's against the law uh, for uh, anyone, even with a concealed weapons permit, to carry a firearm onto a school campus. Every administrator at Bob Elementary School that day obeyed that law every a teacher obeyed the law, every janitor obeyed the law. The only person who didn't obey that law was the madman. And that, in a nutshell, is the failure of gun control laws.
1: Yeah. I, I just wonder if all those on the left who are clamoring for gun control that rely on Capitol Police and, uh, and other security to keep them safe would be willing to give up their security if everybody else has to give up theirs.
3: Well, we've got more than 50 years of experience now with these laws. They're very effective at disarming law-abiding citizens, Right. Uh, as they were in the tragic day in Evaldi. They're extremely ineffective at disarming madmen and criminals, uh, as they also were that day. They create an environment where the gunman is king, and that right. is exactly why 19 children are dead today.
1: Makes it a very soft target. Uh, Congressman uh, Tom McClintock, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, John. All right, uh, folks, stick around. Coming up, a new survey of registered voters commissioned by FRC Action offers a snapshot where Americans are on key issues. That's next. Don't go away.
5: Research Council on an exciting two-year journey through the Bible. FRC's Stand on the Word Bible Reading Plan helps you to dive deeper into the nature of God and how His Word speaks into the cultural issues of the day. God has given us the Bible as a way to understand the world. By studying the Bible, we can see God's plan unfold throughout the past and be encouraged by how the truth of Scripture is still relevant in our current day and will be into the future. The Stand on the Word reading plan engagingly and thoughtfully takes you through the daily scripture to help you stay grounded in God's truth. You can start this reading plan with Family Research Council today. When you sign up, we'll text you every Sunday with daily passages and questions that help prepare you for conversations with your family and friends. Visit frc.org Bible to begin this journey through
4: the Bible today. Although most Americans believe they have a biblical worldview, studies show that most of our friends and neighbors, including those who attend church, don't think about the day's moral and cultural issues through a biblical lens. That is why Family Research Council's Center for Biblical Worldview was created. The center serves to help Christians understand the importance of scripture, why it must be authoritative, and how it can equip believers to advance and defend the faith in the workplace, in schools, in their communities, and in the public square. The experts at FRC Center for Biblical Worldview provide resources to help prepare believers to give a scriptural answer to our culture's most pressing questions. Access these free resources at frc.org worldview. See the center's latest blogs, op-eds, and publications by signing up for the newsletter at frc.org worldview email.
0: To be able to stay up to date on conservative news? Are you looking for Christian resources to help you stay politically engaged? Then download Family Research Council's Stand Firm app. With all of our content available at your fingertips, you will conveniently be able to stay up to date throughout your busy day. The Stand Firm app will give you access to a variety of resources, such as our most recent radio programs, social media posts, and publications.
1: Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. Glad you're with us on this Wednesday afternoon. The website, TonyPerkins.com. FRC Action, Family Research Council's legislative affiliate, is always working to actively engage elected officials as well as uh, voters who care about faith, family, and freedom. Uh, They are recruiting and training and helping candidates uh, get into the arena and represent those key values, those foundational aspects of America. So a part of that effort, FRC Action uh, recently commissioned a national survey of registered voters that offers a snapshot of where Americans stand on some key issues that we frequently discuss on this program, including gender identity, sanctity of human life, education, parental rights, and uh, much more. With me now to discuss the results of this recent poll, and what we can draw from those results is Brent Kylan. He's the vice president of FRC Action. Brent, welcome back to the program.
6: Thank you, Tony. Good to be with you today.
1: All right. Uh, several questions, a lot of questions in here. But first, before we get into the questions, this was a cross-section, or this, this is a representation of a cross-section of America, not just conservative Christians. So who did you poll in this?
6: Tony this is uh, 1000 registered voters so to your point this is not one specific demographic one specific subgroup this is not just conservatives this is America as a whole those that are those that are registered to vote which is the the majority so of the country so you
1: know and 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 by the way folks I don't make decisions based on polls we're not looking for polls to try to tell us all right what should we think about this issue we want to know where people are on the issue so that we know how to communicate with them to move them toward the right perspective. And also, uh, in, in some of these show that Americans are actually with us. Um, I mean, and I'm not just talking conservatives, as you said. That's right. That's right. All Americans. For instance, um, here was one of the questions. Recently, some government officials and members of the media have started using the term birthing people and we've seen this, This has actually been introduced in legislation. Mm -hmm. Instead of using mothers, uh, they use birthing people. Given this development, do you agree or disagree that men can get pregnant? It's crazy stuff. Never thought you'd be asking this question, but what
6: were the results? Uh, Tony, the majority of people do not agree with that. And to your point, we've seen that in legislation. We've seen major news media outlets use that term, but uh, 73% of people said they do not think that that's the case men men cannot get pregnant um there was actually a a segment I that have to wonder
1: about the rest that think men can get pregnant
6: but yeah. i mean even even uh, you know they have this
1: pregnant man emoji that's right uh, that's right. this is insanity but this is unfortunately where where the culture is but the good news is 73% of americans disagree with that I that's think. right that's right so what are some of the other findings that uh, you want to share with our viewers and listeners?
6: You know, Tony, like you said, we covered a, quite a variety of topics, topics you're talking about daily on this show. Um, there, were, there were a few that really popped out at me. One is parental rights. You know, this education issue has become so big mm-hmm. over the last year. We've seen what's being uh, forced on students in, in schools and such. Um, seeing the majority of Americans are solidly in the camp of parental rights. A few questions we asked, you know, should parents be able to choose the best uh, education option for their child, eighty um, percent say yes. Only six percent oppose that, that, that. that. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. Yes. In
1: in a in a country today that is politically polarized and almost evenly divided, when you get to actually when you get to anything that's at sixty percent or greater,
6: you're talking almost landslide. That's right. That's right. A couple other follow up questions on that: um, Should parents have control over what their children are being taught in those schools? agreed with that, you know, only uh, 24% disagreed. And then we asked the question, you know, and and some of this was based out of actual legislation and proposals we've seen, such as Florida. So we said, uh, do you think that parents should uh, or that schools should be teaching controversial topics? About sexuality to children without parents' knowledge and consent, fifty-seven um, percent disagreed with that. They said parents should not, or schools should not be doing that without parents' consent. And, and again,
1: I just want to underscore: this is everyone. This is this That's is right. a Democrat, right. Republican, liberal, conservative. This is a snapshot of where the country is. So when you have something like that, where nearly sixty percent are saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, don't think
6: that should happen again." This is uh, this. It isn't even close. It really isn't. Uh, another one. Huge gap. We asked about the, the women's sports issue. That's become a real hot topic. We said, should biological males be allowed to compete against biological females in these uh, school sports? Sixty one percent said no. Only 18 percent said they they should. So, again, that's that's a huge gap. Um, You've had guests on talking about the SAFE Act and right. protecting minors. Right. So we asked the question about that. Uh, should um, minors have access to irreversible gender transition medications and surgery? 62% disagree with that. They say minors should not be in that position. Only 17% agree. So, again, we're talking about a huge gap here. Now,
1: and, and part of the reason for this, and by the way, folks, I'm going to tell you a little bit later uh, in our last segment when Jared Bridges joins me, you're going to be able to get access to some of this information uh, in the days ahead as we uh, write about it at the Washington stand. But part of this is to affirm the beliefs that many of our viewers and listeners have. They feel like they're in the minority. Now, when we we actually break this down, we'll be doing this in in the next few days or so. We'll break it down so you actually see where people who think like you are and it's like, then we're into the ninety yeah, percent. That's right, uh, or or above, but to know that you know you're in, a, you know sixty percent of Americans agree with you on some of these issues. That's not even close, given how divided the country is. I mean, you you can account for just a few
6: few areas of the country that hold these very liberal views. That's right, Tony. One of the other questions we ask, you know, uh, in Pride Month, we see a lot of corporate activism. We've had this petition yeah. on State yeah. Farm. So we asked what do Americans actually think about this. And uh, we said, should uh, corporations uh, stay out of cultural and so- social issues or not? Um, 57% said they should stay out of the social issues. Only 23% disagreed with that. And that's actually, ju- that's a jump
1: from uh, previous polling that has been done on that question. That's right. So it is showing that Americans are getting tired of corporate America preaching to them. Uh, all this woke yeah, that's is right. Uh, Brent, we're out of time. You hear that music. That means, uh, means your time is up. Uh, but... I promise to have you back again to talk more about what FRC Action is doing in the polling results. Thanks for joining. us. Thanks. And, and, folks, again, I do want to encourage you, uh, coming up in just a little bit, Jared Bridges is going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about how you can get news and information from a biblical worldview. And we'll be breaking down a lot of this polling data through that venue called Washington Stand. But coming up next, more craziness in Loudoun County a book on the middle school library shelf about prostitution. That's next. Don't go away.
4: Most of us have at least one friend or family member who is pro-choice or have engaged with someone who doesn't share our pro-life views. As Christians, we are called to defend the weak and to speak truth in love. When we advocate for the unborn, we must do so in a way that is both honest and loving. At Family Research Council, we recognize the inherent dignity of every human life, from conception until natural death. The value of human life is not conditional upon its usefulness to others or an arbitrary evaluation of a person's quality of life. Rather, the value of human life is unconditional because God, the author of life, has created all humans in his image. FRC's Center for Human Dignity exists to give a voice to the voiceless by helping others speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Access our free resources at frc.org life so that you can address abortion, human trafficking, pornography, and more.
7: Attention university students, do you feel called to promote faith, family, and freedom in public policy and the culture? Are you hoping to grow in Christian leadership? Then join Family Research Council for an unforgettable internship. FRC's 12-15 to week internship program is designed to educate university students who are passionate about public service and who believe that a biblical worldview is necessary for government to serve the people and for culture to thrive. As an intern, you work alongside FRC's experts who will invest in your personal and professional development as you prepare to make a kingdom impact in the world. This paid internship offers free housing in D.C., allowing you to experience community with other faithful conservatives in the nation's capital. For more information and to apply, visit FRC.org slash internships. That's FRC.org slash internships.
1: This is Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. Good to have you with us. The website, TonyPerkins.com. Again, uh, for those of you in Houston, Texas, pastors in Houston, Texas, will be there Friday for a Watchman on the Wall pastor's briefing. Uh, To find out more, go to WatchmanPastors.org. Police in Northern Virginia are looking into a claim reportedly made by a middle school librarian uh, against a middle school librarian that students are engaged in sex work. Now, what happened... The comment came out when a librarian was confronted by a teacher at the school who was notified about a book in the library that defends prostitution, all right? So the librarian, if I got the story right, was asked about it, and she defended the book, saying that kids who come in and check out the book were being validated because some of these students are in the sex work business. What? Join me now to talk about this is Meg Kilgannon, Senior Fellow for Education Studies here at the Family Research Council. Now, tell me that I got this story wrong.
2: I wish that you had. I mean, we don't use the, the – we, we don't say sex work because sex is not work. We We use terms like prostitution. Se- human trafficking, sex trafficking. What about crime? Child sex trafficking is, is what this refers to. Absolutely, it is. And and the uh, both of these teachers, the teacher who brought this to everyone's attention, thank God for her, and the the librarian in question are mandatory reporters. Right? If they if they think a child is being harmed or they they suspect any kind of abuse, they're supposed to report to the police. Well,
1: the librarian is saying that they're being validated.
2: Well, that that is certainly <laughs> why we, we need to have our our worldview represented in in schools because that is that is just completely irresponsible. Now, and the, the book
1: the book according to reports uh, the book features a chapter entitled "Sex Work Is Not a Bad Term." Uh, the book uh, goes on; it it seeks to normalize what is um, uh, prostitution. I mean, it it it, it says. Uh, Sex work, as you said, it calls it sex work instead of prostitution. And it says, quote, one important thing to note is that sex work is work. It's a job like being a store clerk, an architect or a freelance writer. Now, Meg, help me here, because I know you were in the Department of Education for the Trump administration and you've been involved in education for a while. And I, I remember, you know, when the Bible was kicked out of school and, and religion was shunned, Ten Commandments were pushed out. I mean, we've been watching this debate for, for decades, and it's pretty much complete. They've, they've eradicated God from school. But part of the rationale was, well, these kids are impressionable. They're young. Their minds could be influenced. So we have to put the Bible out so we can put books on prostitution in school libraries? I thought these were impressionable kids.
2: They are. And this this kind of book is in the library because of a special program in Loudoun County called Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. And one of the diverse groups they consider to need special material is the LGBT community, which includes gender, which is where this came from. It's absurd. I mean, when we were in school, we were told that education is the pathway out of poverty and that no matter right. what your situation, if you worked hard in school, you studied, and you, you did your best to graduate high school and maybe even go to college, that you could have a successful career and a su- successful life and get out of poverty.
1: Well, they just now, didn't define uh, uh, What is, is the defined, message? W- work is defined a little differently these days.
2: Apparently.
1: I I I, I know we spent a lot of time in Loudoun County because it is... Unbelievable what's happening there. I, well, I'm the, hoping the, you're the, on the path to the, recovery there with some of the elections.
2: The, the thing that's really just so heartbreaking about this particular story is this neighborhood is a majority Hispanic neighborhood. So you're dealing with a population of students who are most likely not in the country legally, and they are very much uh, subject to all kinds so of victimization. Say, yeah. They're afraid right? to say anything. They, yeah. th- they won't report anything to the police. Right. Right? right. And they are some of the most trafficked and yeah. victimized population That's, that there I, are. Have it's to do horrible.
1: A, I'm going to have to do a program that I haven't talked about that in quite some time. People are shocked at the amount of human trafficking that takes place within our country. Right. I mean, people within our country, uh, before we run out of time, uh, no, just, It's not Loudoun County alone. Is this is happening across the country. In North Carolina, a uh, preschool teacher has had to resign because she was using LGBTQ plus flashcards to students.
2: To teach them their colors. Yes, they have to all learn about sex to learn their colors. Apparently, in this women's classroom, and this teacher has resigned uh, and will not no longer be at the school. But this uh, this is Wake County, North Carolina, which is this which is the Raleigh suburbs. So this is a community very like Loudon, actually.
7: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: very like Loudon County. Um, you have a, a liberal population there that elects liberal school board members. And this is the kind of thing that can happen under that.
1: Isn't that indoctrination?
2: Sure, it was not approved as part of the, the curriculum in the school. Um, so, I guess the teacher resigned because she was probably going to get fired. But well, this but is, had
1: but had someone not reported? It, how much had this been, goes unreported?
2: Yes, we don't know. Megan, probably a lot.
1: You always get my blood pressure
2: up. I'm sorry. All
1: right. Well, thanks for joining <laughs> us. And folks, by the way, in all seriousness, if you see something like this, let us know, because we can draw attention to that. And this is a part of uh, what I'm going to be talking about next as we raise awareness of what's happening in this country. But if you see something in uh, your local public school like this, email me, Tony at Tony dot com. We'll check it out and we may talk about it here on the program. Meg, thanks for stopping in. Folks, don't go away. On the other side of the break, we're going to be talking about how conservatives are turning away from the legacy media. It's uh, I mean, we are seeing a revolution in news It goes back to uh, probably the biggest thing since the advent of cable. We're going to talk about that. Mark Tapscott with Epoch Times joins us next. So Don't go away. More Washington Watch to come.
7: Religious liberty is the freedom to hold religious beliefs of one's own choosing and to live in accordance with those beliefs. It is an inherent human right. Therefore, Family Research Council's Center for Religious Liberty strives to advance religious liberty for all people of all faiths. Advocates for strong religious liberty protections are often labeled bigots. But for those familiar with the history of religious liberty in the United States, until recently it was embraced by a majority of Americans. In fact, religious liberty has historically had bipartisan support today efforts to restrict this freedom have become increasingly common therefore christians need to articulate with greater clarity why we support religious liberty and why all people are served when religious liberty thrives access the center for religious liberty's free resources to learn more at frc.org religious-liberty
0: In today's culture, there are few examples of godly manhood. Men, husbands, and fathers need a model of leadership, strength, courage, and sacrificial love that they can look to. But where can they find it? Try our Stand Courageous Men's Ministry. We seek to help men develop a strong biblical character, cultivate positive habits, build and rebuild relationships, and make commitments that will move men closer to God's good purpose and design. Men Who Will Stand Courageous. We invite you to join us at a Stand Courageous men's conference to discuss critical aspects of masculinity. These conferences are led by men who struggle with the same issues you do and will invest in unpacking our role as a defender, provider, instructor, and battle buddy so that we can have the generational influence as a chaplain inside and outside the home. Learn more and find a Stand Courageous event near you at StandCourageous.com.
5: At Family Research Council, we want to be able to keep you informed on our latest resources and events. Due to the growing threat of tech censorship of conservatives and Christians, we've created a text subscription platform so that we can stay connected. So if we get canceled, you can continue to receive updates on faith, family, and freedom. How? Just text STAND to 67742 to sign up for our text alerts, and you will get FRC's content straight to your phone. Again, just text STAND to 67742 and you will get special alerts on the biggest stories of the day. You can stay informed with just a simple text. We want you to be able to stay connected with like-minded community and to always have access to our content. Stay connected and informed. Just text STAND to 67742.
1: This is Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host, and the website, TonyPerkins.com. As I mentioned uh, earlier in the program, in the past five years, trust in national news organizations has plummeted, especially among conservatives. Only 11 percent trust the media any longer. And the clear and growing leftist bias of the legacy media has fueled a revolution in media consumption not seen since the advent of cable news. As more and more conservative Americans feel increasingly disenfranchised, new investments are being made to cater to those pursuing alternatives. So what have we observed so far as the information environment undergoes this change? With me now to talk about this is Mark Tapscott, Capitol Hill correspondent for Epoch Times. Mark, welcome.
8: Tony, how are you doing today?
1: Good. Okay. A little bit of debate here. Um, Epoch Times, Epoch Times, how do you say it? Epoch Times. Epoch Times. All right, I'm going to have to practice that before you come on next time. But Epoch Times, and and you're a part of this because people no longer trust the legacy news. That's what gave rise to uh, the reporting that you're doing. I'm a subscriber. I get the the weekend edition at at my home in Louisiana. Um, But you're observing this across the board. Tell us about it.
8: Well, actually, I've been observing it for for several decades now. Because after I left the Reagan administration as a Reagan political appointee, <clears throat> excuse me, in 1985, I went to work as a reporter with the Washington Times, which was one of the very early independent conservative efforts to create a uh, alternative to the Washington Post, the New York Times, ABC, CBS, and NBC, the establishment media. Um, Nobody had heard of the Internet back then, but a few years later, we get Al Gore's superhighway, and people start looking at it and saying, you know, I don't believe the New York Times. There should be something on this new Internet where I can get news that I can trust, And it took a long time for it to happen, but it did happen. Uh, And one of the results of that is that today, um, literally millions and millions and millions of people, conservatives and independents, and even lots of Democrats, um, are turning to independent, generally conservative um, uh, media sources on the Internet. And that's, as you said, it's a revolution.
1: So there, as as I've looked at this and we've been studying it for some time before we uh, made our move, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment. Yeah. But people are looking for news that comes to them from a perspective that they agree with. I'm, I'm not talking about spin, <laughs> but, you know, when when you it, it's it's just like when you think the Constitution is a fixed document and the words mean what they say, that's one view, and then you have the left's view that it is a living, breathing document. And so if you are trying to communicate with someone that has a different understanding of the the concept of the Constitution, it's hard to come to an agreement. So people are looking uh, to get news from a perspective that they understand and fits the framework of their worldview.
8: Yeah, I think that's accurate. And I I would even go further and say that, um, um, you know, I've been a journalist for 30 years now, and I know many of the uh, journalists that most of your uh, listeners here uh, have have probably watched at one time or another, both liberals and conservatives. Um, I've watched the media change, but the one thing that has been a constant All journalists have biases. We all have assumptions about what is fact and what is opinion. Um, Some journalists are much better at separating those um, than they are, than others are. What we are seeing today is uh, even beyond that, uh, people are really upset with the establishment media, if you will, because you know it's become so clear that they're not reporting they're in many cases not even trying to report factually they're reporting a narrative that is consistent with a liberal perspective yeah
1: exactly so final question for you Mark Tapscott is this more than a trend a fad i mean is this as as we, uh, we made a reference to the revolution going back to the advent of cable is this something along the same lines that's going to change news going forward forever?
8: I, I, I definitely think so. Let me just give you quickly some figures. Fox News, of course, uh, is the giant on the you know, the right media, 250-some million viewers a month. Um, then you have the New York Post with 130 or so million uh, viewers a month on their websites now, I'm talking. Then you have Breitbart which has uh, about uh, 45 million. Then you have Epoch, which is in uh, 30 million or so. So that's kind of the big four of, of right media. Um, it's a revolution that is continuing, and I think it's going to be um, a revolution that goes on for some time.
1: Well, hopefully it will be a part of a course correction for our nation as we equip more conservatives with accurate information that can help them influence uh, those around them. Mark, I want to thank you for joining us. Appreciate the work you do over at Epoch Times, and uh, always great to work with you. You too. All right. Uh, Mark Tapscott. So what does all this mean? Well, it means the time has come. We've been working on this for about a year, and today we have launched our own news service. It is called Washington Stand, and here to talk with me about it is the editor-in-chief of the Washington Stand, Jared Bridges. Jared, welcome to Washington Watch. It's a big day, Tony. It is a big day. So let's talk about the Washington Stand. What is it? What is it not? How do people get it?
9: Yeah, well, you go to WashingtonStand.com, you'll be able to see it. We have um, the news and commentary outlet from a biblical worldview. Imagine that. And we're not making apologies for that. Um, you know, people are, are going to take issue with that, and you know, they can do that.
1: So that that's the niche because I hear this all the time as I travel. People say, "Where do you get your news? Where can I get reliable news that isn't anti-Christian or isn't trying to uh, um, marginalize faith?" Right. And as you said, we're not uh, we're not apologizing. We're, we're coming at this from our nation's capital, from a biblical perspective.
9: Yeah, and, and you know... It, what, what does that mean? Well, it, it means that we, you know, our writers are believers in Jesus Christ. They follow, follow Jesus. They uh, read their Bibles. Um, and the perspectives that we're going to give are the perspectives that you're not hearing in other media. So you know we're we're used to having you know in in most of the big media having to read with filters on, right? And so sometimes and that's good and we should all do that. We should all read with read the news with filters, but we should also be able to get. Sometimes that looking for the filters distracts us from from getting at the true heart of what's going on. So yeah. that's what we're trying to. To eliminate and and,
1: and by the way, to celebrate the uh, the announcement of the launch of the Washington Stand, folks, today I'm going to give away three stand mugs. So if you want to text me the word news to six seven seven four two, that's six seven seven four two. The word news, we will uh, we'll draw three of uh, it's electronic. It's random, um, but. And we'll advise you, if you won, your own 15 ounces of pure USA ceramic, not made in China, but made here in the United States, stand mug with FRC.org to celebrate the announcement of the Washington stand. Again, text the word NEWS to 67742. That's 67742. And uh, we'll advise you tomorrow if
9: you are a winner. Um, You're going to need a lot of coffee to to drink while you're reading the Washington Stand. has
1: a lot. Of, so, so tell folks what what will they find at the Washington Stand?
9: Yeah. We, well, we've got um, you, you know, and FRC's long been known for for its commentary, um, and you know, for you've put out for years the Washington Update your commentary. There, um, we've had um, lots of commentary pieces all over the place. So, we're going to be um, bringing a lot of that, showcasing a lot of our our commentary biblical commentary from biblical worldview on the issues of today, the political issues that are going on. We also are going to have news. Now, what's the difference between commentary and news? News is just reporting the facts. Right. So we've got a team of uh, of reporters.
1: And, and so, folks, as you know, we, we've actually, as, as Jared has been leading this effort over the last year, we've been ramping up. We've actually hired reporters, some from other uh, news services that uh, have joined our team because they share our worldview. And, and part of having that biblical worldview, number one, is our hope is not here in Washington, D.C. Our hope is as believers is in Jesus Christ. So it's more optimistic. Yes, it's factual, and it's going to tell you you know what the problems are, what the solutions are. But, again, it's coming from a biblical perspective. And it is unlike... It's not it's not just conservative, it's different than conservative. It is yeah. it is biblical. And and I don't mean that from chapter and verse, but just our orientation. We see the world is created by God, sustained by God, that Jesus Christ is Lord and King, he's coming back and he's given us specific directions. And so we are we're here by his call, by his direction. And so I, I challenge you to, to check it out and, and put it uh, as, as one of your uh, bookmarks on your computer. Now there will be a daily uh, notification that comes out.
9: Yeah, we've got a daily email that comes out in the mornings, and then we'll be we'll be publishing all day long. So so keep keep checking it out, and uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be publishing. Five days a week, and you may even see some stuff on the weekends, too. So,
1: so you will have uh, both news and commentary, and they're clearly marked. Yep. So if it's a commentary piece, it will say commentary. Yep. If it's a news piece, it will say news. And, uh, and again, those are coming from uh, our reporters that will be uh, reporting on these issues. So it, it's not just a commentary site. Um, it is a news site where you can get trusted information as it pertains to Faith, family and freedoms what what kind I mean there's already a number of articles up there what what will people see uh, what type of articles will they see when they go to uh, yeah, washington i
9: mean we 're going to be covering the issues that um, that you know, a, lot, a lot of your viewers and listeners here on on this show but we're we'll be like today we've got a, a piece up by um, Secretary uh, Mike Pompeo. Mm-hmm. um and an op-ed by him on on what um, he thinks the key to um uh, strengthening america is we have um pieces on 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 how to you know how to how do christians think about pride month you know you're seeing right. that everywhere so those are the kind of issues that that you're going to be getting inundated with by the world um so we're going yeah. to give you another uh, perspective on that.
1: Well, and, and also to help you have those conversations and to push back on this narrative. I say, we're, we're, we're not angry. Uh, we're not going to be you're not going to be reading rants. You're going to be reading news from a biblical perspective. Now, some, Jared, may say, well, there's been so many. And we we're just talking with Mark Tapscott mm-hmm. You know, he mentioned four big ones, but there are others that are out there. You know, you got the Daily Wire, you got the Daily Signal, you've got a number of uh, people that have seen the same thing that we're seeing—that people are looking right. for sources of news that they can relate to and trust. Is this going to be competing with other conservative outlets?
9: No, uh, we're—I uh, mean, this is part of a movement that—that that I think I'm—I'm I'm glad those outlets are out there. I encourage you to still read those. Um, but we have we feel we have a, a unique perspective. Um, we have unique relationships with people on the Hill. We have unique relationships with other other Christians around the country, um, in the states, in, at the state level, and so all that uh, the FRC does, we're able to tap into that. Um, so you're going to be be seeing. I think you'll be seeing a unique uh, product,
1: plus. I think the uh, decentralization of information is helpful because, you know, given the hostility of the left and their intent on silencing people, the more voices we have out yeah. there with trustworthy Absolutely. news, you know, Daily Signal is one that uh, we, we do a lot of work with, and they're a trustworthy source, uh, the um, uh, CNS News, yeah. another one that we work with. But again, we are leading with what is our strength. And we've been trending this way in the last couple of years. We realize as the, the culture becomes more hostile to Christianity, to faith, that we need to embrace it and hold up that banner of Jesus Christ even higher. And so we, you know, some people may be turned off, but that, and that's fine. I But if there are many, many people, and I'm sure that the vast majority of our listeners or viewers are among them. They want something they can trust that is standing on truth, and that's what the Washington stand
9: will be. Yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, we, we think that coming at the news from a biblical worldview puts us closer to the truth. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not an issue of bias. It's an issue of we want to be right. closer to the truth and and biblical truth is truth. And so that's where we're going to camp out.
1: Well, Jared Bridges, Editor-in-Chief of the uh, Washington Stand, thanks so much for joining us today. Pleasure. All right. I know we'll be hearing a lot more about that. Folks, if you'd like to get in on our drawing for today, text the word NEWS to 67742. The word NEWS to 67742. And uh, three of our viewers will be getting stand mugs. And you can uh, drink coffee out of it every morning as you read the Washington Stand. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Again, check out the website, uh, TonyPerkins.com. Also, check out The Washington Stand, WashingtonStand.com. Until next time, I leave you with the encouraging words of the Apostle Paul, found in Ephesians 6, where he says, When you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, when you've prepared, and when you have taken your stand, by all means, keep standing.